Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off. I'm Katie. I'm Beth. And we are Pre-PA Clinic. And today, we're talking all about international rotations in PA school. And I'm here interviewing Beth McIntyre, PA-C, who has experience doing international rotations. So Beth, tell us about your experience doing international rotations and where you went. So I went to PA school at the University of Kentucky, and I was blessed with the fact that they had international rotation opportunities, which is one reason why I applied to that school and why it was really my top choice. So I actually ended up going to Europe for two rotations. So they had this rule um, at the school at that time that you could do three of your rotations outside of the state of Kentucky. And so I opted to do two overseas. I did one in England, and then I did one in Germany. So cool. Which one was your favorite? Uh, well, I really enjoyed them both. The one in Germany was more regimented, more like what we're used to over here. The one in England was so different and so unique that it was really, really a lot of fun. You know, at that point, that they didn't have a lot of PAs over there. Their medical system is set up differently. So it was just a lot of fun just to kind of see the different types of healthcare and just how it varied, education varied, everything. And which rotation did you do in the UK? I did pediatrics in the UK and then family medicine in Germany. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about your experience in each of those places. Yeah, it was a really great experience. And so I started in... England and we actually stayed at the University of Wolverhampton dorms which is really cool so we actually were able to get a place in the dorms uh, for a few months then I went over with another student and we didn't do the same rotations and she spent both of her months there in England um, but we like flew over together so it was kind of nice to have someone there someone to do something with you know we went to Scotland on the weekends and we went to soccer games together so it's just nice to know someone else over there it was really cool that we we sort of planned it so we'd go at the same time because we knew we were both interested in this and it was a lot of fun so we would take the bus to the hospital in Birmingham every single morning because we lived in Wolverhampton and it was so funny because over there the bus stops don't have like the light up screen like they do here telling you what stop it is and so we just didn't know the terrain so we never knew what stop to get off at and so like I think she got on the bus going the wrong way one day and then I missed my stop one day because like they don't they don't announce the stops they don't have any kind of name. There's no bus stops with names. So you have no idea what this like bus is stopping. So anyways, I'd always ask the people in the seat behind me to please let me know when the hospital stop is. And they would tell us to get off and then we walked to the hospital. And it was really interesting because in pediatrics over there, what happens is we would do rounds in the morning on all like the inpatient feeds. And this would be like babies with Down syndrome and, you know, people with babies with like double pneumonia or something like that. It would be really, really sick kids. And over there, the GPs, which is their version of primary care, would actually see all the pediatric stuff, unless for some reason they didn't know what was going on or it was really complicated, and then they sent them down to the ER, and those are the patients that we actually saw. So it was a different kind of model, so people didn't just see their primary, you know, their pediatrician, they went to the primary care, and if they couldn't figure it out, they sent it down to us. Oh, that's so interesting. I bet that was a really neat experience to it see was. how other healthcare systems work. What tips do you have for pre-PA or PA students who are really interested in doing international rotations? Yeah, this is a great one. And, you know, a lot of programs now, I think more than when I went to school, do international rotations, but they all do them a little bit differently. Some require you to speak languages. Some only let you go to certain areas of the country. And so I think it's really important that if this is something that is important to you and something you want to take advantage of, that you go to a school that is going to match where you want to go. So when I went to UK at that time, the two places that they really had international rotations is they had Africa in uh, Kenya, I believe, and then they had this one in England, and I, I was actually one of the first students, Lindsay and I, we went together, were the first students to actually go to England, 
Uh, but one of our professors was a missionary who worked over in Africa. And so he took students who wanted to do that rotation overseas to do that. One thing I would say about if you want to do a rotation overseas, medicine overseas is so, so different. And so I wouldn't recommend, like, for example, if you want to be an ERPA, I wouldn't recommend doing your ER rotation overseas because you're just not going to get the American experience that you need with billing and coding, and you're going to see a different type of patient population. So I recommend you either do your elective or do something that you know you're not going into. Like, for example, those who went to Africa had to do their elective in infectious disease because that's basically what you see over there, and then women's health because those are the two big areas. For me, I knew I wasn't interested in pediatrics or primary care, and so even though I had good experiences over there, it's going to be so different than the experiences you get in America. So if it's, if it's really your passion, I'd recommend doing a different rotation overseas so you can get that experience with billing and coding and, and drug names and everything that might be a little bit different in America. And that's such a great point because your clinical rotations should be used to network for potential jobs once you graduate. So if you know you're super interested in emergency medicine or family medicine or whatever it is, those are the rotations that you should stay stateside so that you can network and potentially get a job when you get out of school. Where else can you go on rotations? Yes, really. So I ended up going in Germany because I did set this up myself. And so you know, there are some ARC PA standards. You do have to kind of, these sites have to meet certain standards. And so you do have to be careful. You can't just go anywhere. And this is going to vary greatly by school. So there's some schools who like they have places in Guatemala and you have to go and a professor has to go with you. There's some schools that require language. You have to speak the language in order to go because there's no translators. So I think it's kind of wide open in the fact that there are a lot of areas that are willing to take students. They take medical students, they take PA students, but it's really going to vary by your university and what they allow and how they can facilitate that because it is truly your rotation. It is a class. You do get a grade for it. You have to take your test afterwards. So it's very much the same as you would do here and it has to be credited, you know, it has to be site visited, all that type of thing. And so it's just going to, it's just going to depend on your university. And so if you're interested, a lot of them have information about the rotations online. When you go to these uh, information sessions, you can ask about international rotations. And of course, when you interview, if that's something you're interested in, you can ask what their policy is because the policy is going to vary greatly by program. What are some financial tips you have for students that want to do overseas rotations? Yeah, this was a really big fun for us because obviously it's really expensive, especially like the students. We had two students in my class that flew to Africa and it was over $1,000 just for the plane flight. So not everybody could afford that. Now, I'm very blessed the fact that our graduate school had scholarships available for international students and we were allowed to apply for them and you had to write an essay. And so I was able to get one of those scholarships and basically it paid for my plane ticket. And since I stayed in the dorms in England, and then stayed with like a friend of a friend in Germany. It would cost me the same as like my apartment would be. And so I actually gave up my apartment during my rotations because every single one of my rotations was in a different town. And so I gave it up. I was kind of a nomad for a year. And so having the graduate school and applying for that loan, which is a benefit of a big university, is the fact that they could pay for my plane ticket, it really didn't cost me anything extra to do a rotation overseas because I still had to buy my food. You know, I didn't have to buy gas, but I did have to buy a, a bus pass. And so if you can if you can get it to that point where either you have enough money, you have the resources, you save it up, you apply for scholarships, or you can stay in some cheap housing and you give up your apartment back home or you sublet it to another student, something like that, that can really help offset the costs. And you have to realize that like buying food in Africa is going to be a lot cheaper than buying food here too. So again, those type of costs you're going to have to think about. But you also might need vaccinations. You also might need travel insurance. I know in COVID, a lot of students who had planned to go overseas, it got 
you know, cut at the last minute or they had to come home. So there are some, you know, unforeseen expenses as well. Great advice. Any last tips for international rotations? Yeah, I think it's really important to be culturally sensitive with international rotations. And I think that that's one thing that if you have not been overseas or haven't traveled extensively, it can be a big culture shock. It can be a lot different. Healthcare is incredibly different across the globe, depending on which countries and what stage of development they're in. And so I just, you know, keep an open mind. Overseas, you're going to see things that you don't see in America. There are some diseases that we just don't see in our country that are very prevalent overseas. The resources in some areas are very low. The uh, standards of healthcare are very different. And so sometimes it's hard because we see things through the eye of an American and our cultural and, you know, what we accept as right. And you just have to realize that everything is different. And so don't judge it by your standard. I think that that can sometimes be hard. It could also be lonely, if you can imagine. Like, let's say you're in the middle of Africa and you're by yourself. You don't have your support system. Maybe it's your first time traveling. You see a lot of diseases that maybe could have been prevented. You see a lot of tragedy. And so it can be very hard. I know for some of the students I went with, it was it was very hard for them to kind of adjust, acclimate, I guess I'm saying, to overseas. And just the differences, especially if you haven't traveled extensively. So just keep that in mind that, you know, people are different everywhere. I would research the culture a little bit before you leave. Maybe know what to expect. Just weather-wise and food-wise and just come prepared to get out of your comfort zone because that's really what it's all about. Well, thank you so much, Beth. This has been so helpful. And I know the listeners will really appreciate all of these helpful tips for international rotations. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are Pre-PA Clinic, and we're here to help you get into PA school and then to get through PA school. If these episodes are helpful for you, we would be so grateful if you would subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Also, if you need help applying to PA school, check out the episode notes. Our application to acceptance course is huge and filled with all the tips, expert advice, everything you need from our years working at a PA program to help you get into PA school. We are so excited for your future and are here to help you get through PA school and then get through PA school. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.